Greetings gamers, on this episode of Dead Drop News we're talking NFTs, Death Stranding 2, Xbox patents to get physical games on digital, and EA trying to sell itself off. Stick around for the full story. Welcome back to the Dead Drop, your secret cache of game news delivered safely and securely to your podcast player. I'm Matt Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. In today's episode, we're going to be covering a bit of speculation and intrigue. There's been a lot of rumours flying about, especially with the lead up to E3 time being pretty quiet, even though there's no E3. Nevertheless, let's get stuck into some of these stories. They may interest you, they may not, but they're very handy to know, especially with how the industry is starting to shape up. So. This is your transfer from the 23rd of May, 2022, and these are the news stories that you need to know. Kotaku has reported that Xbox made an application for a patent in November 2020 for a process that should allow people to have physical media and then apply to have electronic access to that media instead. This is directly relating to the issue where people have physical copies of games, but then buy digital-only devices and are looking for a way to play those games without having to purchase a disc trade to do it. This is really important for any gamers who have been purchasing physical media or prefer it as we start getting into a more digital game-based future. The pattern is listed as reading, physical media such as an optical disc may be inserted into the optical disc drive of a second device. The second device may be authorized to access electronic content such as video game content on the physical media. So it sounds like If you've got a digital-only console and you have access to a console with a disc tray that has the capacity to authorize this device on your account, then you should be able to transfer that physical device license to an electronic one instead. Now, this smacks very closely of a discussion around the Xbox launch for the Xbox One that talked about an all-online future. And look, it kind of precludes that you need access to a second device to be able to make that work. And it's not explicitly clear what that device has to be. But for people who've been gaming for a very long time with large catalogs of uh, physical games available to you, this may make it a little bit easier for you to get access to that content on other devices that are digital only. So watch this space. There's no news quite yet. And a lot of it is speculative. It is Kotaku, by the way. But we'll just have to keep an eye on it and see what happens. Could be a bright future for Xbox. GameStop had declared earlier this year that it was going to be jumping into the NFT market by creating their own marketplace. And it seems they have done just that. In a tweet announcement from GameStop NFT, they announced that what the internet did for communication, blockchains do for value. Now global communities can connect, coordinate and transact like never before, public, permissionless, incredibly neutral value layers, power to the players. This tweet launching the marketplace to a completely empty website comes at a very unfortunate time when the NFT market is listed as crashing up to 88% since November last year. This particularly seen when trying to sell back the first tweet from Jack Dorsey, which originally went for a few million and now can only be sold for a couple of hundred. There's also been a massive crash in the blockchain market after a particular, what they call shitcoin, has crashed as well. And a lot of people have been losing tons of money on that coin at the same time, necessarily, 
it has an effect on the rest of the blockchain market and with the NFT marketplace now releasing from GameStop, amongst all of that, they're either poised to make a very great achievement or they've just launched at very much the wrong time. It would be safe to say that the sentiment around MFTs in the gaming space still isn't very positive. A lot of companies are still trying to tap into the metaverse and get NFTs available in their own gaming platforms, but the appetite doesn't seem to be there. GameStop, is this just a little bit short of something innovative? Or is there something that you don't know that we probably should? You may have seen in the last couple of days that Norman Reedus, one of the lead actors from The Walking Dead and the main protagonist in Death Stranding, in a recent interview, seemed to confirm that Death Stranding 2 has currently been green-lighted and is in development. This caused a flurry across the internet as anything by Hideo Kojima is often quite secretive and you never know anything about it until it gets a bit closer to release. Twitter was a flutter again when Kojima seemingly appeared to address those rumors by not actually addressing it at all. In a tweet from his specific account, he simply said, go to your private room, friend. The private room being where the protagonist, played by Norman Reedus, went to whenever there was an opportunity for recovery during the original Death Stranding game. Speculation is always rife around Hideo Kojima and the idea that there could be a second game in development excites a lot of people. And there's a lot of rumors flying around at the moment, especially around the Silent Hill stuff, with the games being confirmed or not confirmed being in development. It's just, it's too difficult to say. The fact that Kojima has said actually nothing about Death Stranding 2 at all means that we should probably not keep our hopes up. But yet, if you enjoyed Death Stranding as a game, maybe have a look into the new PlayStation Plus service where they are adding the director's cut of that game as one of the available titles when you register for the platform. And as promised, we are speculating yet again as Electronic Arts or EA has supposedly been trying to sell itself off to a number of big gaming companies over the last couple of years. To no success at this point, of course. This was all revealed as part of a larger article about the Comcast NBC Universal potential merger that took place, but the deal fell through. Insiders seem to state that it has been to Disney, Apple and Amazon, but it got the furthest with NBC Universal as part of that buyout. It also seems that people are saying that after Activision Blizzard was purchased by Microsoft, that it has increased the efforts that it's taking to try and get sold. Now, the spokesperson from EA has said that this is not the case, that they are the strongest that they've ever been. And this shows through their game production and the number of net available products and bookings that they have available on their platform. So are they trying to sell themselves? And is this any different than other games companies trying to sell themselves off for top dollar like Activision Blizzard has? It seems to be a really unusual time where the people that have been left behind that might be looking for a way to show some value and profit to their stakeholders are just kind of missing out. An analyst in the Indian game market, Rishi Alwani, has revealed a bit more information about why the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake was removed from the Mumbai studio and to the Ubisoft studio in Montreal instead. This comes after it was officially announced that Prince of Persia development was moving because it hadn't progressed as far or to the satisfaction of Ubisoft had originally intended. He said the problem started from the very beginning, that they didn't have the original work or documentation, so they had to create everything from scratch. Using the Anvil engine was a bit of a problem. The director of the game had no experience in game development 
and the director of the studio itself had ambition to become a AAA game factory, but didn't have the skills necessary to realize these ambitions. And Ubisoft headquarters didn't help out anywhere. So this stuff being said, of course, it justifies the reason to move the studio and development to somewhere else. Maybe Ubisoft should be looking internally and seeing how they support game development in some of their satellite studios. Maybe setting them up for success would be a better idea. On the subject of shifting studios, CDPR had taken back control of development of the next-gen versions of The Witcher 3, and it has now officially come out that Q4 of this year is going to be when those updated versions release. Their next-gen versions for the next-gen consoles, they're coming with ray tracing updates to all of the original game and the supplementary DLC material, and some extra stuff based on the Witcher Netflix series. So that's something you've been hanging on to. Look out for later this year when it releases. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Dead Drop community. Head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories and more. For any questions or comments, email at deaddroppod at gmail.com. I have them read out on the show. Join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news. Now Tuesdays on Twitch for game streaming. And make sure you tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days.